Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. And it is time for us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is one of America's top 100 golf instructors. He is not at Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. He's not a, today. He's slumming for the summer out in Colorado. You know, it's a pretty nice looking slum. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what you want to call it. It's a pretty nice looking slum. Yes, indeed. I got to tell you, um, the mountains are beautiful and the people are nice. Um, you know, what can I say? Uh, I mean, I, it, that said it all right there, man. Yeah. Where are I, you specifically? What, what, what club I am in the, I'm in the Vale Valley at Eagle Springs Golf Club okay, cool. uh, in Walcott, Colorado, which is down the road from Vale by like 15 minutes. Okay. Just down the road so, a piece, as we used to say. Just down the road a piece, right? Gotcha. Just a little bit. Yeah. Not even a big piece, just a little piece. Just a little piece, itty bitty bit. Yeah. All right. You know what they have? You know what? You know what I found out that they have really good stuff what, out here. What do they got out there? They got good cowboy hats. They got good cowboy boots, mm-hmm. and they got really good barbecue. Barbecue pizza. What I'm so or far. are you switching from pizza? No, to barbecue? no, not not switching from pizza to barbecue. Okay, no, that's cool. But I am I am stepping out a little bit. All right, right. That's cool. You can't just give up pizza. No, Come on, no. We we, we understand on. it. We got you. We got you, man. But I'm here through the summer, mm-hmm. and then. Right back to the friendly confines of Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. We are we have uh, a nice golf studio. It's gonna we, be fun. We are still, however, you are still available for um, for people to get through to you at uh, Jeff Smith Golf Instruction on uh, Instagram, right? Yes, and yes, Jeff Smith should. Jeff Smith Golf Instruction dot com is still up and running. So if Absolutely. you're not anywhere, you know, if you're not just 15 minutes down the road a piece from Vale, you can uh, still uh, avail yourself. Of, uh, of Jeff Smith and his expertise. Um, I've heard from about three people f- from last week's show, man, about, uh, you know, how easy it was to get rid of that slice because of what you were talking about last week. So that's really good. If you have a problem, I what I was saying, but it certainly was about getting rid of slices. Huh? It was getting rid of slices. If you have a problem, you have uh, a shot you can't get rid of or a shot you can't do. Um, you know, give Jeff a holler. Just keep listening. I uh, do apologize. We we were going to do a Facebook Live, but we have a technological ugliness has reared its head and uh, some of the stuff we wanted to use didn't work. So we're doing this uh, via phone. It's kind of old school, those weekend golf guys. Hang out because Jeff's going to fix something for you. We're coming right back. 
enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text SPARK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of new Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help get you back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text SPARK to 321321. That's Spark to 321321. And we are back, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Eagle Springs, is that what you said? I didn't write it down. That is what I said. Yes, Eagle sir. Springs Eagle Springs Golf Club. Yep. Golf Club in, in somewhere in Colorado. And the, the snow's gone already? Uh, you know what? I'm looking <laughs> at it every day. It's uh, it's still at the top. I got gotcha. you. Snow-capped peaks. Snow-capped peaks, and everything else is green. It's unreal. So, Like somebody put a white hat on top of Green Mountain. <laughs> 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 and it does paint a pretty picture. Hey, listen, uh, yeah. we are recording this on uh, on June the 1th, Wednesday, June the 1th. Yeah. Uh, this is the day, later on this afternoon, of, what is it, uh, iteration number four of The Match. The, oh, yeah. made-for-TV golf stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Made for TV golf matches. Yeah, there will not be. unlike the old school Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. Yeah, or the the um, the Skins game they used to play on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that was really fun. I kind of liked that. It was, especially when it had Fuzzy and those guys doing it because they were just yeah, funny. Fuzzy and Greg Norman and yeah. Lee Trevino and funny Fred couples, and it was just like, yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's just right? like you know, four friends out there playing golf. But mm-hmm. um, this, there are no golfers, no professional golfers. In in this afternoon's iteration of the match, there are uh, old school and new guard NFL quarterbacks. It's uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers against uh, Josh uh, Allen and um, what's his name from Kansas City? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. One of the things I, I, I just wanted to mention about it is that Encore Golf Ball Company is um, – very excited because Josh Allen, who is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo, New York, is the headquarter city for the Encore Golf Company. Uh, oh, Josh yeah. Allen has been playing Encore balls and been one of their ambassadors for a couple of years now. Uh-huh. So in the match this afternoon uh, or or last Wednesday afternoon when you're listening to this, he was playing with Encore Vero X1 golf balls which have, wow. have been tested and have uh, have finished um, as well or sometimes ahead of the Pro Vs and the Pro V1s and the the um, Callaway uh, soft, whatever they're called, all, all of the top-of-the-line golf balls. It's a, it's a $40 right. a dozen golf ball as opposed to a 50, but it, it competes with the $50 a dozen golf balls that you're very familiar with. The reason I bring that up is because we want you to have a year's supply of those. We hope this. Ooh. We hope this is a year supply. Okay, what we are going well, to give he, away is twelve dozen Vero X One golf balls. 
to one person. If 12 dozen doesn't get you through a season, boy, do you have problems. You know, if you listen to this show and don't lose a lot of golf balls because you listen to this show, that ought to be plenty. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to be plenty. Let's do hope. Uh, all you need to do is go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. Uh, there's a, a post there that'll show you how to uh, enter the contest. Uh, you can go to Instagram, uh, John dot the golf guy on Instagram and, and follow there. Um, you can go to the Facebook group, the league of extraordinarily average golfers. And you can, you know, there's a post there that you can sign up that it's just a very fun thing. And you can go to those weekend and you can sign up there too. A dozen, 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 144 golf balls. Yes. That's a lot of balls. That is. There's no chance anybody's going to lose that many golf balls in a year. Oh, I know You'd people. Have to go. I know people who could do that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need to be listening a little bit more often to this show. Yes, they do. We can solve that problem for them. Are you kidding me? That is. That's it. <laughs> But, There's no chance that ought to be the case. But you know the great thing about and this and this is an ancillary result of winning. Should you win the 144 golf balls, is you no longer worry about that three minutes to find a lost ball because it's just oh I don't care like, I didn't pay for it. Like, just, yeah, I'll drop another one and move on. You know the best best quote that I ever heard Fred Couples utter when he was being like Mike uh-huh. and didn't wasn't quite knowing he hit a ball into someplace and. They're wandering around and goes, ah, balls are free. <laughs> <laughs> for you, maybe. <laughs> That's right. That's what everybody was saying. Like, you might not be paid for, but we sure are paid for. That's right. So we're oh, coming behind sure. you. We'll keep looking. You move along, Fred. Yeah, we'll that's right. Looking. Go ahead. That's it. Hey, listen, I want to talk. And when we find it, we'll get you to autograph it for us, and then we'll keep it. <laughs> keep it. Sell it on eBay. Uh, yeah, there you go. want to talk uh, this week uh, about putting, man, because so few of us – spend 44% of our time working on putting and putting is 44% of our game. I'll tell you what, you're not even close on the not very many people spend 44% of the time. I would tell you that there's a, there's probably no one that listens to this show that spends anywhere near 44% of work, the game yeah. in putting. It's not, it's not even close. Yeah, I know. It it just seems like every time I talk to somebody about putting, you know, they're either so terribly frustrated that they show up for that or they dismiss it like it's a non-factor. Like, ah, it's okay. No, my putting's fine. I just want to hit my driver better. But their putting's really not fine because they're not hitting their driver out of play, but they're three-putting a lot. And they're like, ah, yeah, but that's just putting. It's like they don't even take it seriously, but yet they complain about their score. Exactly. I don't get those. And if, and if you sit there and, and just look at, look at the, the scorecard from the last, the last round you played and just count how many bogeys there were and think back and why were there bogeys? Because you missed the second putt? Because the first putt flew by too far so that the second putt too was a challenge? See, that's you know, the one I thing. I ask people a lot mm-hmm. about this. Right. what you just said, right? When I, when I talk to them about their, their golf game, you know, I ask a couple of leading questions. I want to know a handful of things that are pretty stinking important. And one of the things that's pretty stinking important is the length of your second putt. 
And I ask that question a lot because mm-hmm. I really don't care so much about that in and of itself other than to, to ascertain, are they a good putter or not on their first putt? Or is the speed control any good? Because if the length of their second putt is a long putt, I'm working on the first one first. So the length of their second putt gets a whole lot shorter. Right. And then we start working on the short ones. And then we go to the mid-range ones. It's amazing what happens to people's games because there's a lot of people who miss the shorty, but maybe it wasn't so short. They left themselves a long putt, like a six-footer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh boy. What they call the knee-knocker type. You know, it's interesting. I, I talk to a lot of folks, and I put it in this perspective for them sometime. I wanted to know if they're constantly whipping it past the hole, blasting it past the hole. And I said, is, is there some backboard that you're thinking is there that I'm not thinking is there, <laughs> you know, and, or is there some black hole sucking balls into it that you think, because I don't see those two things happening. So that kind of means you got to stop it there on your own. And they kind of look at me and go, all right, smart Alex, you know, but I am making the point. How many in times that- in a lesson, Jeff, do you have to like stop and pull other people's golf clubs out of bodily orifices that they have stuck them into? Because <laughs> you, you get really close to ticking people off really bad with your attitude and your sarcasm. I, get, I push the line a little bit, yeah. right? You think? <laughs> But there's a point, you know, talk about the people who smash it by all the time, mm-hmm. right? They, ca- they can't live on that notion of never up, never in. That doesn't fly. That's just saying, hey, look, there's four ways to miss a putt. I'm going to guarantee it's not this one, but I'm also going to guarantee that it is the other one. <laughs> I'm going to guarantee it's never short. Short putts never go in. You're right. But mm-hmm. neither do the ones that go more than a foot past. Let's understand that, too. Indeed. Because if it, you know, well, I want to give it a chance, really. Well, what kind of chance are you talking about? Because the one that goes more than a foot past isn't going in either. Yeah, if you want to give it a chance, you got to hit it at the right speed in the right direction. Give yourself a chance to have a second short one, you know, or a short second one, excuse me. You know, but you look at that and you're like, come on, man. Well, you got to think there's this, like it's a basketball rim up there, right? And there's no backboard. There's this pole up there and there's a rim on top of it. And if you saw that, you'd realize instantly that you don't want to overshoot it. And you don't want to undershoot it. You mm-hmm. just want to swish it or rim it in, right? That's right. There's nothing helping you. That's right. And as soon as I give them that little mental picture about what it is, they understand. Nothing else is going to help them get that thing in. You can't bank it in. Well, I'll tell you what so, is going to help you get it in. It's yeah. going to be listening today because what Jeff is going to impart is the wisdom you need to figure out how to hit it at the right speed, the right distance, in the right direction, and actually start sinking some putts all right three putts four putts Mm -mm. think of the past if you listen closely and pay attention today here on those weekend golf guys you know by now you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies you might even already be investing in them but did you know that you can invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it takes only a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust has no account opening fees and no monthly fees. 
It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Sign up today and receive a $100 funding bonus when you open and fund an account. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, top 100's teacher, hanging out at uh, Eagle, the Springs, Eagle Creek, Eagle, Eagle, Eagle Springs, Eagle Springs, yeah, Eagle Springs Eternal in uh, Colorado. When you when you talk loud, um, no, okay. there's there's enough screaming eagles around here to drown <laughs> up with the echoing. Gotcha. <laughs> Putting, putting, 40% of your game. Uh, And and as we said in the last segment, look over the scorecard from your last round. How many of those uh, bogeys and double bogeys weren't because you were trying to hit a ball out of the woods or out of the rough or lost a ball in the waters because you three-putted? I'd venture to guess the majority of them. You know, there's a lot of those people out there that three putt. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the first one, right? The speed control putt, the reading the green and estimating how hard to hit it so it stops at the hole. What do you say we start with that? Let's think for a second. A lot of people talk about it from the stroke part of it, and I'm not gonna. Okay. I'm gonna talk about it from the other parts. The the human judgment, which is what most people do very poorly because they just kind of look at it and glance and go, yeah, there, it's, it's over there. And they kind of get this little, they body tilt a little bit. They lean their head, they squint, they act like they're looking for something, like there's some bug crawling on the ground that they're trying to figure out where that thing's crawling to. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, right? Why don't they just take a little walk? You know, don't wait till it's your turn to take the walk when somebody else is out there, you know, and you fix your pitch mark and you take a little walk and you judge, oh my gosh, this is an uphill putt. And I wouldn't have seen that because I'm walking up a slope. Or I'm walking down a slope. It's a downhill putt. Or maybe they're walking across a slope sideways. And when you start to walk, you can feel that. I put a caveat should, in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Keep looking ahead. Don't look at the ground when you're doing that. Yeah, because if you look down, when you're doing it, when in the act of looking down, the whole green looks flat because mm-hmm. your eyes are, you know, five and a half, six feet above the ground. Right. And then your brain's getting that intel that says, you know, that looks pretty flat, but see, if you're not looking at it and you're just walking and your eyes are up on the horizon or not on the ground, you'll start to feel stuff better, way better. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden your brain's getting this Intel that says, wow, I better hit this up this little slope over here. So it comes back down over toward the hole. And next thing you know, you're learning how to read a green better than to just kind of squat down and squint and act like you know what you're doing when you don't, because right. you can't see it, you know, whether it be from the glare or the multiple colors of grass, uh, or just because we don't have the capacity to register that kind of slopes in our head. So, you know, let's, let's make it so our next putt is shorter. So the ball's moving toward the cup on every revolution that it takes is moving toward the cup and not away from the cup, which makes it shorter and shorter and shorter. So then we start talking about speed control and how to practice it. Well, why don't we just go to the green? You know, I know, John, this is going to sound like one of those P words again. Mm. Why don't we just go to the green a few minutes before you play? You know, let's say 15 to 20 minutes before you play. Go spend 10 of it putting for speed control, meaning don't putt at a hole. Putt at the fringe, putt up the slope and down the slope 
and across the slope and see if you can stop the ball right there at the edge where the green ends and the fringe begins. And now all of a sudden, you're actually able to stop a ball at the distance you really wanted to hit it because you get a feel for the greens and you get a feel for how much effort you're going to put into it because the ball doesn't know what kind of stroke you got. It doesn't know what kind of putter you got. It doesn't know if you're the, you know, the, the arm lock putter, the broomstick putter, the mallet head putter, the blade putter, the old bullseye. It doesn't matter. Ball doesn't know any of that. It knows how hard it got hit. It knows that. Right. Just to be sure about what we're doing here is we're talking about the ball getting hit at a certain specific speed. And that's it. That's all we're saying. It's like chucking that basketball up to the rim when there's no backboard. It's all about how much effort you gave that ball. How much force did that ball get to move with, right? Mm -hmm. And if you get that right, we're in pretty good order. So if you read the greens, you get an idea of where to hit this thing. And then you start to practice your speed control. Your second putt just got a lot shorter and your scores got a lot lower. And you give yourself a better chance and it's more fun to watch the ball too, as it starts to slow down in the vicinity of the hole and you go, Oh my goodness, this has a chance. You'll find yourself. What I have found after, you know, going through this with you a couple of years ago is that when you do uh, get control of the speed, you find that you sink a lot more first putts, even though you're not necessarily trying to sink a first putt. If you go at that first putt with the idea of, I want to get this ball within a foot of the hole, you'll be surprised how many times it actually will go in. Yeah. It's, it's amazing because if it never had a chance to go in because of the speed, either being too slow or too fast. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it has a speed, that could go in, you're certainly increasing your odds. We ought to talk a little bit about the short one. Now that we're, we've talked about the long one and how to go practice for it a bit, walking the greens, reading it a little bit, understanding what it is and learning how hard to hit something. Um, you know, we probably ought to learn a little bit about, you know, making that short one and thinking about face alignment and making sure that the loft on the putter stays about the same. Now, what I mean by that is that a lot of people get a little bit, let's say, flicky-wristed, you know, wave the wrists back and forth. And when that happens, the shaft goes back and forth, pendulum style from the wrist joint. Mm -hmm. And then the loft of the putter is changing dramatically. Right. And then you don't know how hard you're going to hit that short one. So what we're going to try to do is kind of set the putter on an angle and then take the wrists out of play. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have to squeeze the snot out of them. But sometimes you can do that just by setting them at an angle. And then we're just going to move the arms. Because when we just move the arms, the putter shaft doesn't change angles very much. But when you use your wrist, the putter shaft changes angles quite a bit. And then you rarely hit those short putts. Because you usually hit them just a little too hard, a little too soft, and you're just not sure... Isn't it just the one that frustrates you the most is it's going in, it's going in and going in. And then all of a sudden it just stops dead because you didn't quite have it. Yeah. You're, you know, half an inch short. Yeah. Makes you nuts, doesn't it? It does. Well, if we take the potential uh, for loft change on the putter out of it, you get more consistent with those touchy shorter putts mm -hmm. because they're much more predictable. Yeah. So it's important. So, we talk about aiming the face and how do you practice aiming your face? Well, 
there's a lot of ways, you know, you could putt under a string where you get to see the face and you get to see where the ball goes. You could stick a couple tees in the ground and putt to them. But something, you've got to aim the face, be able to see that it's aimed at a something, and then go make this short putt and make sure the ball stays on line. So that way you know you're not twisting. Because a lot of people miss the short ones because they're twisting the putter shaft one way or the other. And I've seen people twist both ways in the same round of golf where there's no pattern to it. One twist left and the other twist right. And it's because they're not putting their hands on the same way. And then they do different things because, well, I missed one to the right. So maybe I'll just twist this one a little bit to the left. And they don't stay with something that the wrists are calm and quiet. They start to move the hands and twist the hands through the wrists. So if we can go with more of a wristless putting stroke, with more arms and less wrists, we can curb the twisting of the face as well. Mm-hmm. So not only are we gonna, not going to change the loft of it much, but we're not going to change the direction of it much. And then all of a sudden, balls start going a lot more where you're looking, and then you start to trust where you're looking. Right. So another thing that, a lot of that, right? that I've learned from you and, and that bears repeating because most of the people listening right now probably have about eight putters in their garage. They bought them because they were cool. They bought them because somebody they know used one. They borrowed one from somebody and it worked well for them that one time. Um, Putters just seem to be the things that we go through, you know, like socks, you know, I got this putter. You don't even think how much you pay for it. It's just, well, it worked last week. It's not working this week. It's time to go get a new one. What you need to do is you need to find a putter that has some sort of a, I don't want to use the word gimmick, but some sort of a technique that you know you can align it correctly. Yeah. Different people's eyes work different different ways. You got that right. And, you know, you, you've got, I, I, I've had the, um, I had that spaceship putter, which was, yeah, you know. I remember that. I don't even know what the heck the brand of that thing was, but you could line that one up pretty well. Yeah, it was called N-Side, spelled S-E-Y-E-D. It's a hmm. Canadian thing, man. I think it was made by some guy in a garage in Vancouver. I'm not sure. But that supposedly was a super duper special alignment gimmick. Um, yeah. You know, I've had the Seymour putter with the, the, the way that they've got their, their laser. Not, it's not a real laser. They call it laser, but it's a way to make sure that the head is aligned correctly with the, with the, yeah. uh, their giant FGP putter. Yeah. And they've got those three dots that are on the head directly behind the shaft. So yeah. you know that the face is aligned if you hid all three of those dots. I think that's a pretty good one. Yeah. And, and I, the, I like how that works. And the, the, um, the Odyssey two ball putter, which I yep. finally gone back to. I had one of those 10 years ago. Well, I still have one. And I've gone back to it because it is the one that I personally can align the best. And Thus that that is number one. Bag. It is in the bag. <laughs> I have carried it for two and a half seasons now exclusively and it's it's because that that if you can't make sure that your putter head is aligned and again that 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 little uh practice and i see how hard the word came to me there but the the routine you had with hitting through two t's you know making sure that the ball went through and that putter head went through two t's that that 
you know, you're, you're aligning and you're, you're swinging correctly. Um, that's, that's just one element. We're going to, we're going to tackle now how to actually know which way that ball is going to go and other ways to figure out how fast or how hard or how soft you should hit it and whether you should use different force or different swing distances. However, Jeff's going to explain it all because I know you're going, well, Jeff, but what about, what about, what about the whatabouts get answered when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $2 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're being taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $2. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 45 blue pills or 45 yellow pills for $99 and add five more pills free. You save more more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call us at 800-708-5127 and get your 50 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now. 800-708-5127. 800-708-5127. 800-708-5127. If you love finding those hidden gems for a golf getaway, we have your next great discovery, French Lick Resort. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses have been ranked number one and two in Indiana for 11 years in a row by Golf Week. Plus, you can hit the casino for the sports book and live dealer table games. There is a ton of ways to play here. Go to FrenchLick.com to get started on a getaway of your own. Think French Lick for your next road trip. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And we are back. I know you've been chomping at the bit. You're sitting there. You're in your living room right now with a couple balls laying down on the carpet and the putter in your hand going, come on, Jeff, tell me what to do now. All right. So guy's standing in his, his, his room and he's got his putter. So here's a simple thing. If you got a yardstick, putt on it, put it down, put the ball in that little hole at the end of the thing and putt right off the end of it. Now, hopefully you're going to have one that's not warped. They sell these things at those big box hardware stores, you know, and they're metal. I love them. They're aluminum. And don't they have a furrow down the middle, almost like a rail? Well, some of the, some types of rulers do. It's amazing to me if you can putt, putting the ball on the end and put the putter up against the back end, right against the back of the ball, and roll it off one of those, you, sir, do not twist your putter face any. That's a pretty good skill. You don't need a $300 putting mat, a $1.99 yardstick. And so then I like the longer ones. Because mm-hmm. if you've got a yardstick and you can roll a ball straight for three feet, I am not concerned about your mechanics. Right. And you shouldn't be either. Because if you can stand there and get that done, that's like the test of your mechanics. Don't you think? I, I've, if you can amen. time and time again, just roll a ball right off the end of one of those rulers that's a stinking inch wide. It's not even as wide as the golf ball is, and it rolls three feet, you should trust your mechanics because that putter face traveled the same direction each and every time, and the face position was good each and every time, in which case you ought to have a lot of confidence in what you're doing. So I love people who are putting indoors, especially in the wintertime and testing wherever they are in their office or whatever, because they can see where it's supposed to go, 
and they're building, putting the face down what it looks like to be square and to putt and have it go really well. So if somebody can do that and their Mm -hmm. mechanics are strong, but they're still missing putts, then their problem is green reading. Or their overall putter face alignment when they're outside on a green, they can't set themselves to what they think it's supposed to be. I got you. Like they read a green and go, I think it's supposed to be two inches out to the right. And they put it and they set it up and maybe their putter face is four inches out to the right and they just don't know it. Gotcha. Or maybe their putter face is set up three inches to the left and they just don't know it. Mm-hmm. There has to be this little part of you that can prove to yourself that you can aim where you think you're aimed. Right. That's a big deal. Yeah. There's a lot of people who cannot aim where they think they're aimed at all. And then you got to look at why is that? Are you too close? Are you too far from your putter, from your, from the ball? Because mm-hmm. those changes your, the angle in which you're looking down and the vision that you have. And if you've got a bad angle from your eyes down to the ball that doesn't allow you to see the putter face where it's aimed, you got issues and you're not going to make a lot of putts and it might not be a green reading problem. And it might not be a speed control problem and it might not be a mechanical problem. So you got to have those four elements. The, 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 I can, I can aim where I think I'm aimed. That's one. Certainly the mechanics, the movements, right? That's two. Mm-hmm. The speed control, that's three. And the green reading ability, that's four. You got to have all four of those elements to be a good putter because all those breed the fifth element, which is confidence. Because if you don't have confidence, look out. You know it. You've tried to play without confidence, John. I know. How fun is that? It ain't. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It ain't. Can you imagine if you actually possessed four of those, three or four of those skills and had doubt over one of them and you sat there and thought, man, I don't don't really know what's going to happen here. We got problems. You know, when that doubt really arises for me still is a short putt with a severe slope between my ball and the hole. Let's, yeah. let's say a two-foot putt. Now, I know the ball's going to break. I know which direction it's going to break in. But when it gets yep. close like that, I get confused as to where to aim, how hard to hit, when do you yep. hit it through the break, when do you hit it too soft and it breaks too much, you're going to miss it to the right, you're going to miss it to the left. It's, it's a it's tough calculation on my part that I still can't quite get. And when you're standing there with those wonderments in your head, you're in trouble, aren't you? Yep. It's hard to it's hard to make a good solid convincing stroke on the ball that you're guessing on where it's going to go, where you need to start it, and how hard you need to hit it. So you know what that means, John? <laughs> Just I know. Say it. Go ahead. You can say it. I need, know you can't. You need to practice those scenarios. <laughs> Yes, you do, don't you? You need to put yourself in that situation a lot so that you have become accustomed to it. So when it happens, you can recognize it and have a lot of confidence in it. So that's a pretty nice idea for you to actually go do instead of just talk about on the radio. That's more fun to talk about than to do. Yeah, I imagine it is, isn't it? (laughs) I think a lot of people don't agree with that. I think a lot of people will go, you know, I'm actually trying to get better. So I think it's probably more fun to go do and challenge myself and get familiar with that. Well, that's only because they don't talk on the radio. They don't know how much fun this can actually be. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just try to sound smarter than we are. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and the other thing too is is I was I was out um, Glen Oaks Country Club a couple of weeks ago, and I had about a twelve footer, and I knew it was going to break about a foot to the left, and I knew that it was uh, not a severely downhill, but it was a downhill slope, and I I aimed where I thought I should aim, and I hit with the force I thought I should hit. And again, as, as you've pointed out to me, it's not a difference in how far, uh, you know, your, how much of an arc you take, whether you shorten it or lengthen it for speed control. It's, it's the force with which you make contact with the ball. Anyhow, yeah. I hit it and it started rolling and it started breaking just as I thought it was going to break. And it's one of those things where you start calling to everybody else in the group going, guys, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go in because if I said, uh, I just got a birdie on this part, three people go, yeah, right, John, you were 12 feet away. We've seen you, putt. you know, <laughs> <laughs> we think not, <laughs> you know, they start looking for that blind squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you have to uh, make sure that the, the witnesses are all lined up beforehand, but, but when, when you listen to Jeff's techniques, which are, you know, really not, they're not the same stuff you're going to read in the back of the magazines, you know, because um, Jeff, Jeff does it differently, which is why he's one of the top 100 teachers in, in the world. And uh, yeah, I'm not trying to be a, a style, do it this style, see how this works for you kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is what you need to accomplish and, and do what you need to do to accomplish it. Yeah. You know, and it's just, and it, it doesn't tell practice people. I had to learn to say it. Then I had to learn to do it. Yeah. Now you actually have to go do it. Yeah. That's, I'm working on it. That's next step. <laughs> you know. I don't think you're working very hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot more fun. When, when, and like Jeff said, if you have the confidence, if you know that you know how to aim, you know how to hit it. I mean, we, we play. And, and this is the thing, too, that confuses us because, you know, when, when you're an upper echelon golfer, let's put it that way, okay, um, uh-huh. you, you play at, at, you know, let's say more expensive clubs, you're going to be playing on faster greens more often when you're a recreational weekend player who plays, you know, municipal courses, uh, you know, country clubs here or there, whatever, you're going to be experiencing a great variety of green speeds. So you can easily get confused and you have to learn how to judge the speed each time you start around because they, it just doesn't come naturally because, you know, you've played, you know, greens that are rolling at an 11 uh, for the last six rounds in a row, you know? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's one thing you've got to take into consideration. Yeah. You got to kind of pay attention to that, which is why I always tell people get out to the putting green mm-hmm. and figure out the speed. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about making that second putt shorter. Yep. Sure, it'd be great if that first one went in. No doubt. No doubt. But we sure want to make that second one a lot shorter. Yeah. Because when I ask people the length of their second putt, mm-hmm. they look at me and like, oh, I don't know. I guess it's three or four feet. My brain's going, okay. So if they're being honest with me, that's way too far. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I know you, man. You say, yeah, three, four feet. Your brain hears, yeah, six, eight feet. <laughs> yeah, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They told me three, four feet. Right. I, I think that most people are more honest with me 
in a diagnostic setting um, than they are with their buddies. And also, if you're not a great putter, four feet is a long putt. You got that right. You got that right. Yeah. Because the brain does terrible things to people at four feet. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really does. Yeah. It's kind of scary, actually, what the brain can do to people at four feet. Especially when you sit there and wait for somebody in the group to go, oh, that's good. <laughs> and <Yeah>. nobody does. <laughs> and everybody's got locked jaw. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's lips being sealed all over the place. Then when somebody pipes up going, it's good when you make it. <laughs> there you go. It'll be good when you pick it up out of the hole. <laughs> What's you. really good is when you have a putt that is at a distance that's questionable for your self-confidence. And you know, yep. you know, one of your opponents or playing partners also has a putt that he may or may not make. <laughs> you just look at him and go, good, good. <laughs> and, yeah. and see that heavy sigh of relief from the other guy going, yeah, pick it up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's not hold anybody else up back there. Let's keep up the pace of play. Let's go. We can save two minutes right there. That's right. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, and if you do that a couple times, folks, you know, for, for that guy, when the Bev cart girl comes around, he's buying the first drink. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. He's that like, yeah, it. this guy's giving me stuff. I don't want to miss. I think I'll be nice to him. Buy nice. beer here, give me some more. That's it. Keep up. Keep it up. Make yeah. him, put him on my side all the time. Yeah. Buddy, buddy. Yeah. Yes, indeed. But here's a thought for you. Let's say you're playing somebody like that little match play thing. Mm-hmm. Get a little thing going on, mm-hmm. you know. You give them a couple of those ones that they don't want to putt, you know, and instead of letting them putt it early on, you know, if you have them two or three of them early in the round, mm-hmm. you, you pick it up yourself and hand it to them. Say, that's ah, good. Let's go. Yeah. And then, and then they never get to practice it. And then when they have it a little later, yeah. then they're thinking about it. Yeah. And then, you know, they're thinking about it. Yeah. And then they really are waiting for you to say, is this good? Right. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, they haven't had a chance to dial anything in. Yeah, it's not so good so much. Yes, no. Right. So that's you know, I'm not saying that's a strategy in match play, but I'm saying that's a strategy in match play. <laughs> <laughs> but but if I were playing match play with you, I'd be doing that. That's right. Gotcha. I'd be like, yeah, let's see what he can do when it's time, when it's crunch time. Let's see if he can pull it off, right? Without having pulled it off before. That's right. So therefore, there have been no uh, no confidence builders prior to what you're coming that's down right. to here. So, okay. Exactly. So that that's, so now, you know, two putts period. Mm-hmm. If, if you've put it to try to get it close rather than trying to sink it. Uh, if, if you study the contour of the green, if you, you get familiar with, with how to align your putter head vis-a-vis aiming and you get to uh, get comfortable with how much pressure or how, how hard to hit the ball uh, vis-a-vis speed and distance control, then you'll find yourself stopping a lot closer to the hole. And, uh, you know, when, when you play with, with some tough critics, like I play with at times who think that the, there's probably 437 million people who can putt better than I, when you get the ball close on the first attempt, no matter how far away it is, and they just look at you with this disgusted look on your face and hit the ball back to you, <laughs> you, you know that you've improved substantially, and that's that's what you need to do. We got more. We do. 
Hang out. We'll be right back. We're all those weekend golf guys. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks, waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then and then the average funeral cost is over 10 grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity, and an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies, folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the Final Expense Network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golfguys. And thanks for hanging. It's been a good day, especially if uh, you want to putt better. Because, like we said, 40% of the game is putting. And look over the scorecards from the last few rounds, man, and see how many of those bogeys and double bogeys were caused by bad putts. You do want to go to those weekendgolfguys.com or facebook.com slash golfguys or john.thegolfguy on Instagram and register to win a year's supply of uh, Encore Vero X1 golf balls, 12 dozen. That's what we're giving away to somebody. Uh, that should be a year supply. Heck, if you listen to Jeff and start getting some of his techniques down, it could be a two-year supply. Going, You know, I was talking the other day. We were playing golf with some people, and we just started talking. And one guy said, well, what would be your, your favorite foursome? And this one guy said, oh, man, I'd like to play with uh, Arnie, Jack Nicholas, and Tiger Woods. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. the other guy said, man, I'd like to play with Jack Nicholas and Freddie Couples and yeah, maybe Tiger Woods. And then they looked at me and I said, man, I want to play with me and three guys I can beat. You know, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Let's get real here, people. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, I hear you. I hear you on that. Oh, play man. with some guys you can beat. Hey, that, that's the most fun, you know? Not that yeah. you have to win to enjoy the game, but winning is fun. Although I don't know, you you tend, some people, some of us tend to play to the level of the people with whom we are playing, whether it be playing up to their level or down to their level. That is very true. I found myself in that scenario as well. I think it just becomes a matter of focus and determination. Is it or is it that you don't want to embarrass anybody? No, 
Okay. I think it. Well, yeah, with you, no, you don't care. <laughs> no, that isn't anything that I think about. Right, right. I think it's just a matter of whether I'm paying attention and motivated or not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is true. I mean, you do. This, this is a game of concentration, man. You know? Yeah. And you concentrate more if it's more important to you. Yeah. And if, if you have to concentrate in order to sink a putt because I've sunk mine and you want to beat me or at least don't lose to me, then you're going to spend more time working on it and, uh, and therefore play better. So yeah. uh, just, just listen, man, and you got, you got the techniques down and just remember when you're reading a green, and you're walking the green, do it with your eyes up, not your eyes down because your eyes down defeat the purpose. So, yeah, that's right. So now it certainly doesn't help. It certainly now, doesn't help. It certainly doesn't. You are now 40% better. So congratulations. Wow. And we will talk to you next week. After you go out, practice a little bit of what Jeff's talking about, and then, hey, play some golf. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.